You're listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. Visit us online at knowthecause.com and join the conversation at facebook.com slash knowthecause. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Know the Cause podcast. I'm Kyle Drew sitting in for Doug Kaufman today. And uh, we are privileged to have Dr. Scott Fogel with us. He is with Life Extension. What do you actually do at Life Extension? What's the actual title? No, I, have a, I have a very long title. Very it's, long. It's, it's very big. Executive Director of Clinical Information and Laboratory Services. Oh, is that all? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been with those? Um, oh, 11 years. Really? 11 years, yeah. I, I remember the first time, you know, when you get into natural health and you start to want to learn more and more, you are going to find life extension. Yes. You guys are everywhere. I'll go to different stores, and in, in addition to products, I'll see little sheets, little mm-hmm. one sheets that they have on different products. I have files and files of those. I have stacks of old life extension magazines, and I still refer back to them. These are really good. And then what I call the big book. What is the, I can't remember what we call that. That's the big book that has, a, it's like a reference guide for supplements, but also ailments. Yeah, we, that one's called the Disease Prevention and Treatment Book. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the wonderful thing now is we put all the chapters on the Internet. So if people go to our website, they, they can just get them there. I know, I know. I, I'm such a, I'm such a, uh, I, I, I take the book with me. And I know that I can take the internet with me. I'm sitting here on the internet. But, uh, but that's just what I do. Anyway, thank you for what you guys are doing. Uh, you and I had a very small conversation on the TV show uh, that was part of a larger conversation you and I were having over lunch about hormone replacement therapy. And I, I got to tell you, uh, as I said on the show, I come from a, an era where taking hormones was kind of like the Wild West. Right. I mean, women were taking far larger doses of estrogen, for example, than they needed. And then studies came out that said, uh-oh, this isn't creating the, the, uh, the good things that we were hoping that it would create. And it was just a matter of dosing it right and keeping things into, into their optimal levels. Is that a decent way of saying it? Yep, that's, a, that's absolutely right. Um, now, if you, if you want your testicles to shrink down to the size of a raisin, <laughs> you, you go overboard with and testosterone. Right, I mean, everybody wants, to, wants <laughs> that to happen. So it, it's all about keeping the levels in a place where when you were younger, yep. you want to kind of match those levels. Okay. Once you go above those, you know, you say goodbye to your testicles because they're going to shrink down because of the negative feedback loop to the brain. There's no way that you can overemphasize the importance of hormone optimization, is there? I mean, really, that, for so many people, this is the holy grail of feeling better after not having felt good for decades, maybe. Yeah? Uh, Hormones are powerful communicators. And just like you've been in a relationship, right? Yep. If you have bad communication in a relationship, what happens? It's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Is is it going to go well? Are you going to feel happy, be a happy person? No, you're not. It's the same thing. If your hormones aren't there, it's like your body's in a bad relationship with yourself. Yeah. Because you can't communicate to your DNA. And people don't realize this, but hormones communicate with your DNA and they send a message of healing, repairing, restoring. If you're not getting that message, you're in a bad relationship with yourself. (laughs) It's interesting that you say healing, repairing, restoring, because again, back to the superhuman levels of testosterone. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a reference point for me, so I apologize. 
but the superhuman levels of testosterone, it was creating all kinds of damage, yet getting it optimized mm -hmm. is creating all kinds of healing effects. Correct. I think that the people like myself who were kind of slow to coming around to this, we were thinking, you know what? If it's way too high, it's a problem. But if it's too low, if testosterone is too low, it's not just libido. It's a lot of different things that, that's created. Talk about that a little bit, the dangers. It's actually dangerous to have too low of a level of testosterone for most men. Yeah, you can connect testosterone through studies now from cardiovascular disease, cognitive function, mood. And, and I'm gonna tell you, men who get their hormone levels replaced with testosterone, mm -hmm. one of the things they'll frequently say is sense of well-being. I, I just, I feel like my old self again. Who doesn't want to feel like that person you were when you were, when you were younger? Everybody does. Yeah. And, and I think that so much of what we talk about in natural health is let's restore youth and vitality. And we talk about, uh, I, I, I guess I'm just getting older. Oh, I guess this is just the way it is. Right. Oh, I just turned 40. I just turned 50 or whatever the age is. And certainly there's a certain amount of that that goes on, but whenever you get the diet right, when you get the exercise right, when you get sleep right, stress right, and hormones right, it seems like this changes everything. You and I were talking about a man that I know who was in his 50s um, and just a tremendous businessman. And he was on top of the world and then gradually he just lost his, his mojo. He lost his moxie. And he had a lot of things tested. Turns out his testosterone was just in the gutter. Yeah. And when he got that stabilized, Dr. Scott, he was a different human being. And this has multiplied hundreds and thousands of times every single week, it seems like. Yeah, you see that, you see that all the time. You see people kind of get their life back, which is what I love. I mean, isn't that what medicine should be about? It's got to be about that. Otherwise, it, what, else, what else is it for? It's, it's so frustrating to me because, you know, doctors learn in medical school. You can pick up any uh, physiological textbook on, on medicine. Mm -hmm. my, my favorite one was uh, by Guyton and uh, medical physiology. I love that, that textbook. And <laughs> it, it tells you what hormones do in there and their benefits. Mm -hmm. And yet, a lot of doctors, once they're done with medical school, it's like they don't test for it. They don't care. And yet, this is, this is known medical physiology about how beneficial they are. Yeah. And yet, they say, well, you're just getting older, it's natural. Mm. But then you could say, well, my hearing's gone, that's natural, so why get hearing aids? My mm -hmm. vision's going, that's natural part of aging, mm. so why do we correct that? But point. yet, with hormones, they're going down with aging, but we don't correct those, but we correct those other things doesn't make any logical sense. Is there a case to be made, let's say that there's a normal range for all of these hormones, again, taking testosterone, but we'll talk estrogen, progesterone, pregnenolone, thyroid, all of them, uh, and cortisol. My goodness, cortisol is the underappreciated hormone. But there's this optimum, there's this level that's called normal. Mm -hmm. Is it possible to be at the low end of normal, and even though you're, quote, normal, you still need to look for ways to up your uh, whatever the hormone is, or lower it if it's way too high. I mean, is, in other words, is the high end of normal what we would call optimal in the case of, for example, testosterone? Um, it, it's tricky, and the mm -hmm. part that makes it tricky is because 
almost for every decade, mm -hmm. they age adjust the levels down on the blood work. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so that, that's what you have to realize is when you get your blood work back, if you are 70 years old and you take it, they're matching you against other 70-year-old people. Oh, well that okay? could really mess up what optimal means. It totally messes it up. So remember, that's just a reference range that the lab is giving you. That range has nothing to do with being optimal or not optimal. Wow. It's just a standard deviation of a normal population of that age group. Oh, so some 70-year-old guy is saying, yeah, my testosterone uh, tested out perfect. <laughs> it might not be perfect at all. It might not be what we call optimal. Correct. Well, what you want to do is when you get it tested, and the crazy thing is with, with testing, there is no standard. So labs do it a different way. I you see. can't transpose a number from, say, Quest to LabCorp. The numbers might be different. Yep. Um, so what you want to do is you want to go to the lab where you got it done and figure out, well, what are the ranges for a 20 to 29-year-old? Okay and target those ranges, not the, not the range that they gave you that was age-adjusted down. I like that. Is that, uh, I know that uh, Life Extension does testing. Mm -hmm. um, I guess all of those things are obviously taken into account whenever you Correct. send in for tests. Okay. Um, thyroid. There were, uh, thyroid became the one and only gland for a while there, right? <laughs> well, it's pretty important. <laughs> it's pretty important, and uh, you've seen people who had really sluggish thyroids, and they're tired, and their hair's falling out, their skin is dry, and they can't seem to lose weight. This is still a pretty normal, uh, sim these are normal symptomologies, right, of when the thyroid is just not working right, yeah? Mm -hmm. And have you seen in your own uh, experience people who can optimize their thyroid and once they've optimized it, they can start to lose weight again and start to actually bring their energy back again? Yes, I, I have seen it. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. I've often seen people blame the thyroid I know. when it's, it's other things. I know. Like people are like, oh doc, I, I need some thyroid. And you, you know, you talk to them and you figure out, well, they're burning the candle at both ends and they're sleeping four hours a night because, you know, they're working this job and they have this stress. Well, that's, I mean, thyroid is not really the solution in, mm -hmm. in, those, in those situations. So before you jump the thyroid, yes. you, you have to rule out some other things that are really the underlying cause. Mm. I mean, I, I like the show because you know the cause. You bet. I'm all about, that. let's figure out what's, what's the real cause here. Um, Thyroid can be tricky because uh, if you give somebody pure thyroid hormone, mm -hmm. like a Cytomel is a prescription mm -hmm. form, it's, it's T3. It's probably one of the most dangerous drugs out there because mm -hmm. you can overdo it. But that stuff's like, it's like crack mm. because it just makes you feel so good. And you're, you're, but that's not necessarily the answer. The answer is figuring out, okay, what, what caused the thyroid? And thyroid and adrenals are usually connected together. Yeah. So you have to look at the total, total picture there and say, hey, where, where do I need to f address? What's the cause of this? It seems to me, don't guess, test. First, get the testing done. Find out where you actually are before you just start blindfolding yourself and throwing a dart at anything that you read most recently. Get the testing done. And I like that that's one of the things you guys do at Live Extension. You mentioned adrenals. Turns out that was my problem. Mm. I thought there was a thyroid issue. 
And again, I was one of those that blindfolded myself and decided, okay, it's thyroid. And when I was tested, I was perfect in everything, all things thyroid. I was actually inched up a little bit too much in iodine because I was taking an awful lot. But my adrenals were in the gutter. And it's interesting, if you don't know this, folks, the adrenals work uh, on kind of a time frame. It's like a circadian type rhythm where in the mornings, cortisol is at its highest. It wakes you up, it gets you going. And then as the day wears on and the evening comes, it gets to its lowest level. Well, mine was switched. Mine was low in the morning and high at night. And so all this time, Doug has said, man, you sure are a night owl. Because mm -hmm. I'd send him emails <laughs> at two in the morning. But it was, it's the, uh, it's the cortisol. Um, are there levels of adrenal dysfunction? I mean, I guess in the beginning you can have way too high of cortisol, and that's the thing that most people are, con are concerned with, but you can also have too low, can't you? Oh, absolutely. Um, you can be too high, you can be too low, and, and those where it's really serious, doctors will kind of diagnose that endocrinologists will intervene. But the problem is there's a lot of people in the in-between phases. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. the more stress that we're under, that's what the adrenal glands are for. I mean, years ago they did studies with um, mice and they actually extracted their adrenal glands and they put them through stress tests. And guess what? Without the adrenal glands, they, they couldn't cope with stress. They could not cope with stress. So that's mm -hmm. what our adrenal glands do. But in the stress-filled society, yes. we, we kind of end up burning, burning them out or, or they need some support. They need some love from us. Yes for them to help with that. And then that reverse cortisol curve that you talk about mm -hmm. is, is surprisingly you know, common. People wake up in the morning and they're like, yeah, let's get this day going. People that have a reverse cortisol curve kind of, you know, they just want to punch them in the face because they're so, they're it's like, it, they're, they're so happy and you're like, oh, you can barely get yourself out of bed. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can speak on behalf of a lot of people who I've worked with who eventually found out that, that was their problem and you couldn't have nailed it more. It's like, how are you? Awake. It's, mm -hmm. it's only 1030. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But the, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that getting all of these right is absolutely crucial. We talk about estrogen also. Uh, there's, it's not just one estrogen. It's a variety of estrogens. Correct. And uh, a lot of times there are good supplements. So obviously dietary measures like cruciferous vegetables that keep the transformation, the biotransformation of the good guys to the bad guys. And, uh, but I think that estrogen and progesterone balance is, is also a key. It's not just one thing, is it? I, I couldn't agree more. You, you, with hormones, the key is balance. For every individual hormone, you want the balance where it's not too high, not too low. But they need to be balanced with each other. Mm -hmm. And people sometimes forget about that. Um, we, we like to see DHEA levels, testosterone levels, mm -hmm. estrogen levels. Um, progesterone levels, and if possible, even things like pregnenolone levels. Mm -hmm. Pregnenolone's pretty under, underrated, but it's the mother hormone. All hormones are made from pregnenolone. And it's not a male or female thing. It's no, a pregnenolone thing. It's a pregnenolone yep. thing. So, um, and, and the more of the hormones you balance, the, the better you feel. Can you talk a little bit about the difference? Uh, you know, there's DHEA, mm -hmm. and then there is 7-keto. Sure. Um, a lot of people are wondering, which do I take? Do I take both? I don't know the difference. Talk about that. So uh, DHEA is a, a precursor to probably about 200 different metabolites. <laughs> One of those, that's, that's how important it is. Mm -hmm. It has that many metabolites and 
it's the number one steroid hormone produced by the human body, far in greater amounts than estrogen, testosterone. Mm. That's how important the body thinks DHEA is, wow. and yet regular medicine completely and absolutely ignores it, mm. which is a shame because Huge. if the body thinks it's that important, shouldn't we be testing that on people? Absolutely. So it has all these metabolites, but it also can be a precursor to testosterone and estrogen. So it can help support uh, those levels um, as well too. Now the difference is seven keto is one of those 200 or so metabolites of DHEA, but it doesn't convert into testosterone and estrogen. Okay, okay. But there were some very interesting weight loss studies done um, on seven keto DHEA. They used really? um, 100 milligrams twice a day okay. for eight weeks. And they had uh, two groups and each group did diet and exercise. So you would expect, okay, diet and exercise, both groups should lose weight. Yep. But when they added seven keto into the other group, that group lost about three times as much weight. No kidding. Yeah, so if you're gonna, wow. if you're gonna do diet and exercise, why not add other things in to get, to get more bang for your, wow. for your buck out that of that? that is some bang that. too. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are writing down seven keto right now. Seven keto, it's, it's really nice. It, it, and it has other qualities too, like with the immune system. So it, it's not that expensive. It stimulates three key thermogenic enzymes in the liver to kind of help you burn fat better. So if you're already exercising and doing these things, get, get more out of it by adding something else in. Is there a kind of a rule or a guideline that you go with about which product to choose, either DHEA or seven keto? Um, if you're testing your levels, then you can see if okay. your DHEA is low, and you can do both. In fact, we actually have a pretty unique product. Um, it's called uh, DHEA Complete, okay. and that product has both 7-Keto and DHEA in it and some green tea. Oh, so okay. it's a pretty nice one for uh, metabolism, metabolism, right? Yeah, yeah you, know, you know right where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds fantastic. I, I, was, I was taking notes while you were talking, and I was writing, okay, 100 milligrams <laughs> twice per day because I'd like to try the 7-Keto uh, to use it as part of a full diet, exercise, stress, sleep, everything else regimen. All of these things go together and one thing I like about you guys is that you recognize the importance of putting it all together but isn't it cool whenever you can get some really high-level technical safe supplements that do so much. I mean that's the thing that I've loved about supplements as long as I can remember. The, the, it, it makes things a little bit easier but it can have huge results. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for what you're doing. It was fun talking to you today. Uh, how do people find you guys? Uh, LEF.org? LEF.org. Just type in life extension on Google. The first thing that comes up. We're, we have so much good information out there um, that we, we just give to people because we, we, we really we want people to buy our supplements, of course. But, yeah. but really, bottom line, it was a company that what came into being because we want people to have more knowledge. Yep. Oh, well, uh, more knowledge is what we've gotten and a ton of great products. 
And I am going to take advantage of the testing that you guys do as well and make sure that everything is uh, as it should be. It's and a great thing to do. Thank you guys for listening to the Know the Cause podcast. Make sure and go to knowthecause.com for all of the TV shows that we do. You'll meet Dr. Scott Fogel on here, as well as a lot of the folks from Life Extension. Uh, make sure and like us on Facebook, follow us on YouTube, and all the rest. For Doug Kaufman, I'm Kyle Drew. We'll see you next time on Know the Cause. Thank you for listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or tell a friend. For more, visit us online at knowthecause.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knowthecause.